morning, good afternoon, good evening, podcast listeners. This is your host, Chuck Tuck, on the Open Mic with Chuck Tuck. Today, we are talking with Cameron Erickson-Huben. She's an executive leadership and performance coach. She's going to go over goals, about how to set goals, how to achieve goals, and also really try to accomplish them in a timely fashion. So have a listen. And always, please, rate the podcast, tell your friends, continue to come back and listen. That only helps me, helps the channel, it also helps me get better. So without further ado, let's listen in on Cameron and Setting Goals. Today, we're really going to focus in on goals. I mean, we all need to, I at least... I personally feel that we all should have goals. Uh, do you do you think that people should set goals? Uh, yeah. So I think that there are. It was interesting because just in the um, in your email or your you know the conversation that we'd had previous leading up to this. So I've been giving giving goals a lot of thought, and I use goals, and I think that you know certainly a lot of corporate uh, organizations use goals. Um, but I, what I also do is I, I help my coaches set goals. And I think that um, it's absolutely um, can be something that's empowering and motivating. And sometimes it helps us take the very first step, which is, you know, it's like when you stop exercising, it's always the first time that is the absolute hardest, right? It's like, oh my God, how do I get back on, I'm going to be, it's going to be so painful and so terrible. And it's like, oh, actually that making that first step is always the, um, the trickiest part. But I think that, you know, having a goal and, um, being able to then utilize it for a couple of different things. Like if you have a goal um, or a, a set of goals, Hopefully what it does for you is not only motivate you to, you know, grow personally or professionally or um, achieve something um, in your life, but also give you some tools to use as a way to say no mm-hmm. to other things. You know, it's um, helps for prioritization. Um, I worked in an organization in Germany for several years, and they had very clear goal setting. And it was it was Adidas. Um, I worked at their corporate headquarters, and at that time, the goals in at that time this was, gosh, quite a few years ago now. So leadership has changed. I don't know what their process is anymore. Um, but when I was there from two thousand one to two thousand eight, there was a very specific methodology of goal setting where it came from the top. And then, you know, like these are our three big hitters, for example, like, and they focus our entire organization, at least in one, our operations organization, I was part of operations. They, in, they focused on three in that case to really move the needle. So rather than having like five or 15 or seven, it was like, okay, what's going to really, really move the needle. And so in that case, they, um, they narrowed it down to three and then every, every level was then had goals that built up to the main corporate goal and that tiered down all the way. And I being, 
an operations junkie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved it because it really helped me to really focus and put my passion and energy into achieving that goal. Um, and in it also, like I said, it helped me, but I really loved the, the empowerment to then say no to other things. It was incredibly helpful. Um, and I think that now when, you know, I talk to leaders in a lot of organizations and over and over, and I talk to leaders, honestly, at, at many levels, you know, from the C-suite um, into middle management. And what I'm hearing everywhere is, and it's been a common theme, but it is, I think, even more amplified with COVID is do more with less. Um you know, work smarter, not harder, which always sounds good, but only can be done if like really embraced. I mean, and, you know, the ability to have somebody help you and say, okay, we're really going to focus here because this is really what's going to move the needle, I think is a real gift that you can give your employees um, because then it's okay for them. They've got the permission, so to speak, to say no um, to the things that are that always feel important. Certainly, when it comes to like serving others in your organization, and of course, I'm not advocating you know don't say no to the CEO. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you know, within reason. Um, but it is it's it can be very freeing if goals are put in in place in a way that does say okay. I really appreciate the fact that we are working really hard to make this big difference. Mm -hmm. And yes, that does mean that you're allowed to prioritize that over other things. So I find that helpful. Now, uh, from the standpoint of setting personal goals or the corporate goals or if within a workplace, um, is setting a goal there different than setting your personal goals? Yes and no. I, you know, mm -hmm. it's different in the sense that you're going to have, I mean, different in the sense that, of course, you're going to have different uh, or potentially different um, milestones for yourself. But I would agree with the idea of focus. And and I, I say that with an absolute open heart because of the fact that I personally, I am an adult with ADD. And focus is really hard for me. Like it's, I struggle and I, and I teach leadership and focus. Um, but it, it, it is absolutely crucial. I think for all of us to say, you know, it's like you can have a bucket list by all means, like dream really big and like have a big bucket list for your life. But in terms of like setting goals for yourself, I think that, you know, keep them, you know, keep them like really inspiring. So like when you hit it, it's going to feel really good and you're going to know you hit it. Um, but keep them condensed. And and I work with, I work with my own coach. Um, yeah, I am a coach, um, but I really feel that investing in a coach is, I mean, I really believe in that, of course. And yeah. so I invest in a coach too. And, you know, when we set my goals um, for, we did a six month goal setting process and Initially, I, I also had quite a few and we honed in on three and my efforts then are built into 
really working on those three. And it was a combination because I am an entrepreneur and I'm not working for a big company. I could meld those two. So I have a, I have a financial target of proposing a certain dollar number of business um, by the end of February. But I also have a personal target of um, bringing balance into my life. That's too broad. And so what I have is like underneath that goal are my subset steps. And so for me, what it means is I stick to a morning routine that is that sets me up personally for success and where I feel best. So I get up, I have a cup of coffee, I exercise, I get ready, and then I get my daughter ready. Um, and, and having that rhythm um, is, and I track it. Like I, it's part of my goal setting. Like, did, you know, did you do your morning routine? And I have to say this morning, you know, it's like, I'm, I don't always hit it. It's like, I'm, I'm up, <laughs> I'm, I'm showered. <laughs> my daughter's at school and her lunch is made and she had breakfast, but I didn't manage to get my workout in because I didn't get up in time and I had to decide what was going to go. And so, you know, you have to be gentle with yourself, but make sure like, again, I know that having that morning routine as part of my goal setting package helps me ultimately to focus on moving the needle in bigger places. The other one I'm working on is really the end of the day now is, okay, stop work at a certain time daily and make dinner at a time before everybody is like absolutely ravenous and eating all the chips and junk in the house. <laughs> and I have to say, like, I kind of suck at hitting it, but it's still a goal and it's, and I measure it every day. And so it's like, oh, wow. When a week goes by and it's like, well, you didn't stop on time once it's really visible to me. So I, I just created my own goal tracking sheet to, to keep track. And so for me that the balance was important enough to bring it into my, like my total picture of goals. Does that make sense? It does. So it really sounds like that um, a routine will definitely help in achieving your goals or it gets you on the way there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how does one whittle down uh, your goal instead of being so broad? You'd mentioned that certain things are sometimes just so broad, but how does one decide, okay, I've got to narrow it down to this and focus. Are there certain things that you look for? Are you looking for, oh, the easiest thing? Like, oh, let's see, my goal is to get up in the morning. Hey, I, can, <laughs> I, really, I got it. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, how do you figure out how to set that goal or get started? So they should be, you know, for one thing, I think goals should be inspiring. Like if they don't inspire you, like just forget it because like, you're not going to put the energy to it. And if there's no good reward for doing it, like, ugh, you know, then it just mm. becomes hard. And so, and not that attaining your goals aren't, I mean, it, it is hard. Um, but I think that it is really, when you think, when you sit down and think about it, you know, think about what is going to make the greatest impact that I will feel best about as a place to start, you know, um, and go from there because it, it 
you take it at the macro level first and go big. You know, I mean, um, we talked in in our communication earlier, right? We talked about SMART goals, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Um, and there's some discussion in the leadership world right now about like, okay, is attainable in, in the leadership and in the coaching world? Is attainable, you know, you don't want to make it so easy that it is not really a goal Mm -hmm. it's kind of but there is on the other hand you don't want to make it so hard that for example if you're managing a team that that they could never do it or if you're even if you're you know you know managing yourself I mean you don't want to tell yourself okay I want to lose 100 pounds in a month because it's just if it is attainable it's not in a healthy way (laughs) Right. Um, right and so the the conversation out in the community right now is really about like the the balance between attainable but also like dream big like have big goals that have big impact you know and then have that be the umbrella that guides you okay um, so that then if again if you hit it you know like wow i made it you know and i know like certain um there are certain uh, leadership practitioners out there and just in in different things that I read, you know, I know like one of the things, uh, one of the success books that I really appreciate is um, by Jack Canfield. And he um, was told at a young, fairly young age, like, okay, set a goal so big that you, if you hit it, it's going to knock your socks off and you will absolutely know that, you know, there's no question that you made it. Um, and it was very specific and it was measurable, but it was really big. Um, and his, I think, was like earning, he earned $20,000 that year. And his goal for the next year was to earn 100000 And he earned like 96000 or something like that. So it was like, he said, yeah, in the scheme of things, it was still a win. <laughs> and, you know, and I think that I'm at the stage in my career and in my life where I, for myself, um, it's like, I really want to dream big. Mm-hmm. How am I going to have an impact on my community? How am I going to have an impact on women? How am I going to have an impact on my clients? So my ultimate goals are quite big, but in order for me, again, to have any focus, there is, I do break them down into like, again, actionable steps, things I can actually do. And when I work with clients, um, especially clients that are really stuck, that really just have no idea what to do. You know, it's like sometimes you get into those positions where it's like, gosh, I I don't know what to do next. And it happens to a lot of women who are in that 48 to 55 range who've been in probably in corporate jobs working really hard for a long time and managing a family. And all of a sudden they realize I haven't stopped to take a breath in 15 years. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know how to figure this out. I know I am meant to do something with purpose, but I don't know where to start. And in a case like that, then I start at 30,000 feet and, and talk to them about, okay, what, what is your, you know, what's your purpose on the planet? Like, what do you want your family to be proud of? What do you want to be proud of? What do you not 
want to regret. And then we go way granular and say, what can you do this week? Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes it is, it's so freeing and it's so cool because it's like, what can you do this week? It's like, oh, okay. So ultimately I want to start a philanthropic organization to help uh, women who have immigrated here from a certain country or whatever. Like, I'm, this isn't my goal. This is, I'm just speaking. Right. It's like, well, what, what could you do this week to start that? And then it's like, you know, usually it's just like, I have no freaking idea. Like, I just don't know. And, and, you know, then we brainstorm about it and we're like, you know, what you could do this week is look to see, you know, in your area, are there, um, are there any organizations that are supporting these women in this specific example already? And could you reach out to that leader of that organization and ask them for a coffee? And coffee right now is super easy because it's on Zoom. You don't have to really interrupt your day or their day other than they go from one Zoom to a different Zoom. Um, and you can get some information or uh, people that really want to write and that, you know, and you know, really feel empowered to use their voice to express their ideas, but are terrified that they're going to come out sounding like an imposter or sounding, you know, just not up to their own standards, mm -hmm. then I'll encourage them. What about if you write one social media post and post it? It's, there's so little risk, you know, so write about something you love and put it out in the world and see what happens. And um, it's been, in, you know, or, if you're interested in, you know, food or cooking or something, I'll say, well, what if you started an Instagram page and just started sharing with the world photographs or whatever it is you're passionate about? And it can be a fun way to unlock the creativity and to then inch forward to this greater goal of like, oh, yes, this isn't so hard. And yes, oh, wow, I... I am having impact and, oh, wow, all of a sudden I now have 35 postings out there. I actually maybe want to turn that into a blog or maybe I want to turn that into, maybe that's the beginning of a book. And it's really, you know, again, dreaming big. And then I find taking those small steps forward um, to be really empowering to people. So it sounds like really... Take action. Just just don't think about it too much, it sounds like. Just take action to take a step forward. And it doesn't matter how, how small the step is. Just continually move forward. So you want to progress. Does that sound about right? I love it. Yes, exactly. And oh, and also, too, you had asked me, I think, um, offline about, you know, is it okay to change your goal? And I would say, oh, my God, totally. Because... Sometimes what's terrifying is that, well, what if I, what if I go the wrong direction? I put all this effort into it and I spend all this time or money or energy and it's wrong. It's like in the whole scheme of things, let that in itself be a learning opportunity. So yes, take action, just start and don't be afraid of that. Like let the, like 
you know, again, like there's a, a there's just, I was going to say, there's, just, you know, there's billions of people out there. Like your few, your finding your way is not going to, you know, unless you're like just being mean or inappropriate, you know, you're, you putting your voice out there in any way that makes sense to you, or you're starting something, a project, um, getting that first step going is, you know, is, is progress. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely progress and it should be celebrated. You know, one of the things that in U.S. society in particular, we're really good. And if you're a hyperachiever in particular, we're really good at like, okay, great. I got it. What's next? I got there. What's next? Okay. I, I hit this. I, I closed this deal. I'm, I hit this number of sales. Or I did this thing. And now I need to go higher, um, which is good in some ways, right? It's not bad to be motivated, but I would say, you know, really celebrate those successes. I mean, like, you know, pick out rewards for yourself that, that I was like, you know, wow, dang, I came a long way in a year. This is awesome. I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to have a day all about me. And it's going to be, you know, whatever it is that is about you, you know, whether you like to read or you like to be outside hiking or you like to, it's hard to be with friends right now, but, you know, something where, and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be um, totally luxurious unless you can afford that, then by all means go nuts. Um, But, you know, to, to really stop and celebrate that. And I say that as a person who's actively learning and trying to do that, you know, um, it's, you know, being goal oriented is a, a blessing and a curse in the sense that you are constantly striving, which is great. Um, but sometimes um, it's okay to slow down and give yourself um, some grace and some, you know, or celebration, mm-hmm. uh, reassess, um, you know, and it's also, I just had a discussion with a group yesterday about, you know, setting goals for the day, you know, what's, what's going to make a great day, um, you know, and making sure that you have, you know, it, a great day isn't necessarily all work, you know, right. even work on a goal, like a great day, hopefully incorporates, you know, some of the goal setting type of stuff, like stuff that's high energy and hard work. (laughs) But then a good day also should include a little bit of total zone out time to refresh your brain, you know, scroll through Instagram, read the news, maybe not read the news. I mean, I mean, I read the news for fun, but like it, it, I can see where it can take you down a wrong rabbit hole, (laughs) but you know, but then um, do some of that stuff that you don't like to do, but needs to get done anyway, because you're a grown up, you know, like emptying the dishwasher, doing the laundry, some of that stuff so that you're still taking care of yourself, you know, and then also in terms of like, that's really like kind of taking care of the grown up side of yourself, but then also plan into your day, something that really helps, you know, re energize mm-hmm. you from the work that you're putting out in other areas, you know? So if you can structure something in there that feels really good, that's like, Oh yeah, I feel great when I make sure that I, you know, I listen to a podcast or I listen to a book on the exercise bike and it's like, I, I enjoy it. And it's 
part of why I enjoy it is because I don't kill myself on the exercise bike. So I don't know that you know, I'm not going to be anybody's personal trainer. But for me, when I can do that and I listen to a book that's really interesting to me, that's like that's something that lights me up. Or yesterday, I had a really tough morning. Like I, I, I kind of fell apart in front of a lot of people and it was surprising and embarrassing. And I decided, you know what? I, I think I'm done for today. It was Mm -hmm. at three o'clock. It was a beautiful sunny day here in new England. We have fresh snow and I took my daughter who's 10. We met one of her friends and one of my good friends and we went sledding for three hours and it was, we laughed and we got a really good workout and I have some bruises. Um, but it was, you know, the recharge to something that had been, you know, draining. Like mm-hmm. it's, we're human. So the, the takeaway that I'm getting from this right now is like I said, recharge is important. But the other takeaway that I'm I'm hearing is you mentioned a little while ago about celebrate celebration and i think it's that same thing that we've heard oftentimes before stop and smell the roses you've got to slow down sometimes um enjoy what's around you and I, i i think to me when i do that it helps me recharge myself and i'm ready to get back into the game and go for whatever goal it is i set so that's kind of what i'm hearing that you're saying is Stop and smell the roses. It's not a, you don't have to kill yourself out there to try to attain or achieve that goal. Um, although it has to be um, in a timely fashion, you know, you, you can't say, well, I set my goal to do whatever it is. Uh, it's been five years. I'll get there. We don't, we don't do that though, right? <laughs> so we, right. We, we should have on goals, we should have um, a time set when we want to achieve or, or accomplish that goal. Is that, is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Just to keep, you know, like I said, I think it, I personally, and maybe not everybody may agree with this. I personally think it's okay to reassess your goals based on, you know, circumstances changing or your own views changing or whatever. But I do think that um, when you're really focused on reaching one that you're not changing, I do think that having the time it's a really good motivator. It also can help you organize your time, right? Before mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, it can help you say no. It's also one of the uh, tricks that I have learned and have had to learn. I mean, like I really, it, you know, is it kind of embarrassing to admit this as a grown up who, again, like teaches leadership and teaches people how to set goals and achieve them and work through issues. But it's like, okay, if you really want to achieve it, you block that time out in your calendar and keep it sacred and, you know, um, schedule it in because having it, you know, doing a really nice goal sheet and doing the measurement is great and a great start. But if you don't set aside time for it, I mean, certainly from my own experience, then it just, there's so much that will fill up that time, you know? And so like literally like, um, we we joke in a, a, a entrepreneurial group that I'm part of that, you know, you have to schedule the time to schedule your time, mm-hmm. you know, and but it's really, really meaningful, you know, to set that time aside. 
Yeah, and I, I, you know, the one thing that you said that I never thought about, and what you're saying now, I think helps to do this, and that is to say no. And I've never thought about in setting goals that part of it allows you to say no. And now that you have a schedule set, it's easier to say no, <laughs> but you just yeah. have to stick with that. And it's okay to say no, right? Yes. And that most people will really respect you for setting those boundaries to say, you know, I mean, yesterday when I set the boundaries of like self-care, right, I, and I wrote to a potential client and said, you know, um, we were going to have a meeting today. There's fresh snow and it's sunny outside and I have a 10 year old and I need to reprioritize and I need to take her sledding. And, and she was like, no problem. Let's, you know, let's go for, you know, we'd, we'd already put two dates out there anyway, but it was, I was authentic in communicating to her. I was authentic to her and to me, right? Like one of mm-hmm. my goals is to, is to be more balanced and to be there for my daughter while she's young enough to still want anything to do with me. Um, and it was fine, you know, and um, I'm working with another leader who's working really hard on setting boundaries and um, it, it can be difficult in a corporate environment, um, but he's doing such a great job. It's so exciting and, and inspiring. You know, he doesn't accept if somebody sends him a same day meeting request they get an automatic response that says, I don't accept same day meeting requests. I've planned my day. And if it's really urgent, please give me a call and we can see, you know, see if I can help you through something. But he's trying really hard to make sure that he can focus on those big things because I, you know, I spent 20 plus years in the corporate environment. And it's really, you know, if it's not supported, it's really hard to make to actually do the work that moves the needle. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're not, if it's not okay to set boundaries, Um, but generally when they're set, people will respect them. You know, who's going to say, Oh yeah. um, I don't want you to work on, you know, saving $10 million because I would rather you work on my one article problem right now. I mean, you just look like a jackass. And so, you know, like if you can, I think if done well, you can do it again with authenticity and with grace and setting the boundaries so that you can create the focus, but it does take effort and work because people are crowding in on your time all the time, right? Like yeah. people you're on, and especially now, right? Where you're like, your home is your office, your office is your home, your phone, you know, your kids are likely home. You're all sharing devices. Every device is ringing. Like we've had things ring and it's just like, God, I did not know the iPad ring. I didn't know that that thing could take calls <laughs> until COVID. I'm like, you know, and um, so anyway, just about setting boundaries. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get pulled off task, whether you're at work or whether you're at home. So as far as goals go, the way I think about it, um, and let me let me know what, how you feel. Um, I look at goals as there's separate things. You've got your professional goal, which is your work goals that you set. You have life goals, which things that you want to attain throughout life. And then you have your personal goals or your immediate goals that you set that you want to achieve um, in a short time. And I think any one of those goals um, 
with the exception of maybe the life goal, it's easy to get pulled off track. Somebody says, like you said, they said, hey, I need for you to do this. And you're going, well, that is what needed to be get, you know, accomplished today for work. Your stuff is not as, any more important than that. So I'm going to stay on track. And I guess that's when I can say, no, I have this and this is what is scheduled. Um, it, is it fair to do that? I mean, and is it is it fair to look at um, goals as different segments, your professional, your lifetime and your personal? I think so. And I think, you know, I actually think that, you know, you said, oh, the life goals won't get pulled off track. But actually, those are the ones that can get totally um, squashed sometimes, right? Because of all of the immediate needs Mm. of your family and your boss and your colleagues and your friends or family or whatever. Um, And the, the part, though, about at work and trying to stay focused and to really move the needle, to be totally honest, it's culture dependent. And what I hope, I mean, like if, if anybody, you know, watches this and takes something away and you run an organization is, it would mean so much to me if you could embrace that idea and have that conversation in your work environment of like, you know, okay, well, what have we asked our teams to achieve and are we giving them the space to do it or are we asking them to achieve it? but we aren't changing any of the expectations. And if that's the case, how can they, how can they possibly manage? Um, and it's, it's not something that changes overnight, but I would love for that to be a conversation in organizations. Mm-hmm. I would too. <laughs> Let's rewind this all the way back to the beginning. And kind of wrap it up with how do you start to set a goal and let's let's focus in on a personal goal so how does one really start a goal what do you have to do okay give me a second to think about that um can it be as easy as possibly um writing it down absolutely you know it's it can be as easy as writing it down and then figuring out what can I do? What, what is the very first step to take? Um, You know, the very, the very first thing that I can do and even better is ask somebody to be your accountability partner. Ah, You know, partnering up with something in, in, increases uh, the likelihood that you'll do it like something like I want to say like 500 times <laughs> um, and that might be uh, a wrong that might be a little off base but I don't think it's actually that far off base um, it's when you have that accountability um, somebody that can check in with you um, that says hey you know you said you were gonna um you know, you're going to do one social media post a week uh, to grow your business. I, I I didn't see anything. Did you struggle with that? Um, you know, just somebody, it doesn't have to be like a drill sergeant, but somebody that, you know, that you, that, that you trust uh, that has a, you know, and an offer to reciprocate too. 
and say, oh, be really helpful for me. If you could help me keep on track, I'm trying to do this. Could you just, would you set a reminder in your phone to check in with me on Fridays? And is there anything you're working on that I could do for you that that would be helpful for you to achieve? Um, I've set that up actually. Um, it organically happened. It was awesome. I run a group uh, right now on positive intelligence and we were talking about the, the things that were going to come up for people in this next week. And uh, we talked about having the, t it was, it's a group of five and talked about people offering to hold the other person accountable for this, the, um, the progress that they wanted to make or the, the things that they were afraid of where they might slip. And it was so nice because then everybody was, just, you know, it was like, Oh, I'd be, I'd be happy to check in with you, you know? And then, and then the reciprocity kind of just happened organically of like, Oh, and you know, if you're struggling, you know, I could help that too. Or one of the pairs was like, Oh, I'm on the West coast and I'm on the East coast. So by checking in with you on my East coast time, will really help me manage my evening because if I check in with you at six o'clock my time for three o'clock your time, that's going to really set me in the right mode for my evening time. So having uh, that check-in and that accountability is is probably something I should have talked about earlier in this, in this podcast, um, but it's helpful. Well, I think it's an awesome takeaway for the closing of it is find somebody that is going to help you be accountable. Um, that is something else that I never even thought about as far as goals. I always looked at goals as, oh, it's my personal thing. Don't interfere. But no, you're absolutely right. When you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. Check in with me. Make sure that I, you know, like you were saying, is uh, make sure that I put that post out on social media today. If you don't see it, let me know, get on my case and to reciprocate and say, hey, is there something that I can do for you? That what you just said there at the end, I think is a fantastic, you know, closing and a takeaway to go along with the smart goals. Oh, and I, I will have to say that for the smart goals, my acronym for smart is a little bit different than what is out there for smart goals. I, I go along with the it, well. It's specific, measurable, uh, attainable, relevant, and time uh, based, time bound. time bound. So that's what it is. But I, this is just me on smart goals. I always look at smart goals personally as simple, measurable, attainable, repeatable, and time bound. The reason I say simple is I want to attain it. But I don't want it to, like you said earlier, make it too simple. I want it repeatable because I want to be able to go and move that to the next goal. And what did I do here to achieve it? I'm going to do that same formula over here. That's that's my personal SMART goal acronym. I like that. That also, to me, it's a helping of setting habits, mm -hmm. right? Because by doing that, by making it repeatable, right, you're training your brain, you know, we are, we're lucky as humans, our brain is, you know, our neuroplasticity lasts until into our nineties. Like we can, we really can be old dogs and learn new tricks. And, um, I like that. I like what you've done to that acronym. It's great. So you heard it here first by Chuck Tech. If that acronym changes out there for smart goals, I said <laughs> it here first along with Cameron. 
<laughs> exactly. You got to copyright that thing. <laughs> Take a small cut. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. Setting goals. I hope there are some takeaways for you because there definitely was uh, a takeaway for me. I never knew that saying no can be so powerful. Well, it is a powerful word, but I just never thought of it in the way that we discussed it and how Cameron said that really saying no empowers you and it helps you finish what it is that you're trying to do. And that is achieve your goals. Please, please, please spread the word about the podcast channel. And I just can't thank you folks enough for helping me make this podcast and to become more and more successful and for me to get better at doing this. So until next time, take care of yourself, set your goals, and stay tuned for another podcast. Oh, yeah. Remember, if you ever want to be a guest or if you have a comment, please jot that down in the comments of uh, whatever podcast channel station that you're listening to this. Or you can always call in on the caller hotline at 425-998-8251. Again, the caller hotline is 425-998-8251. Thank you again. Take care.